0: good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are in the world this is coach lisa and you are listening to the unshakable living show where we help you to be divinely and supernaturally unshakable and remember god can't steer a parked car so it's important that you get into motion and when you're in motion the lord can lead you and so our topic today is the unshakable unsinkable Holy Spirit and kind of the subtitle is who is the Holy Spirit anyway and so I'm actually going to share out of my book that I wrote and published almost two years ago called becoming unshakable renew your relationship with God and have solid ground to stand on so one of the sections of the book is called the Holy Spirit And i'm actually going to read a little bit out of the book and then we're going to talk about how the holy spirit moves and works in our life so when jesus was alive and on earth he was human and could only be in one place at a time just like us when jesus ascended to heaven god gave us a new gift and the third person of the trinity the holy spirit in the original greek the holy spirit is described as the paraclete or the comforter he is god's gift to each of us and the holy spirit can be everywhere all of the time the holy spirit is our teacher guide inner small voice cheerleader coach corrections officer and most importantly our best friend when we ask jesus to come into our lives we automatically get the best package deal in all of eternity the Holy Spirit enters our hearts and lives with us and in us forever. When you have that nudge in a direction to go, or you hear that voice in your ear bringing truth and guidance, that is the Holy Spirit. When you feel that check or restriction or warning of danger, that too is the Holy Spirit. When you have a feeling like a hunger pain in the stomach, but you know, it's not that you need food. That is also the Holy Spirit. When you can look at another person and see the light of Christ in them, it's the Holy Spirit showing you the Holy Spirit in them. And every follower of Jesus around the world today has the Holy Spirit. That's why you can travel anywhere on earth and connect instantly with other Christians. He is our commonality across languages, cultures, races, or views. The Holy Spirit is constantly drawing us upwards toward the Father, toward our higher purpose. As we grow in the Holy Spirit and learn to follow His voice, we move into the flow of heaven and we encounter His blessings and His truth. When we first come to Christ, we have a lot of internal baggage hurts, wounds, rejection, self-judgment, fear, etc. These can limit the room we have in our hearts for the Holy Spirit. But over time, as we are willing, He will show us how to clean spiritual house and make more room for Him to work and flow in and through us. We might also have hardness in our hearts from the way we've been treated and from the circumstances that we've lived through. The Holy Spirit will also help us soften our hearts, and learn to trust him and other people again. We reject others when we feel rejected. This can also cause us to reject God in all forms. The Holy Spirit will bring us into his unconditional love and give us a view of how he sees us. What he sees is the person God always intended you to be how he perfectly designed you in his image with gifts talents and abilities that were always intended for good this is the real you when you peel back all the layers of gunk that have accumulated on you over time the person you are is still there god has never lost sight of you even when you have what he designed And intended is good and that is how he looks at you the load of sin shame guilt condemnation judgment physical scars mental scars emotional scars spiritual scars mistakes wrong choices hate fear divorce murder and every other thing that you can name or associate with yourself do not define you to God he does not label us good or bad what he made is always good he sees us under the blood of jesus when we are under the blood of jesus when we've asked jesus into our lives and have had him wash away our sin god sees you the you he spoke into being the you he created with love true love and nothing but love we recall our mistakes and we force ourselves to live with them but god does not this is not to say that god removes the consequences of our choices we still have to live with the results and outcomes however god moves into those consequences with us and brings grace and redemption and we use them for good instead of continuing harm. So if you don't yet have Jesus in your life, we're going to change that right now. It's so simple, so don't make it hard. Join me in the following prayer. Jesus, I've made a mess of my life, and I'm ready to do something about it. I ask you to come and be part of my life. I know I've made a lot of mistakes, and I'm sorry for them. Please forgive me make my heart clean and let's be friends from this moment on i believe you are god's son and that you died on the cross so i can be part of your family change me from the inside out and give me a desire to grow closer to you please send the holy spirit too so i have him with me all the time thank you for your love and forgiveness so when you ask jesus to come and be part of your life angels in heaven rejoice and ring a bell. It's the best choice you'll ever make for life here on earth and for eternity because it brings the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And when you start partnering with God, when you understand that how God designed you is good and that he has a plan for you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a really famous scripture It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to do you good and not to harm you. When we choose and open up our lives and allow God to come and start working in us, with us, and through us, you will be amazed at what happens. And so when I started partnering, really partnering with the Holy Spirit, he gave me the phrase, dream big, then dream bigger. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. Um, Psalms 20, verse 4. He will give you your heart's desire and carry out all your plans. And then Proverbs 19:21: You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And so when the Lord told me to dream big and then dream bigger, and it was the Holy Spirit's voice that I heard, I struggled to let go of the practicality of thinking safe and thinking small. But God, I argued, I'm just me. How can I do anything of significance? I had seen dreams and visions of what could happen, but how big of an impact might I really be able to have? I even had a little hope that maybe a tiny portion was real. The prayer of my heart for 30 years has been, God, I want to be your woman in your time at your place, doing your work. And then he told me in due time, I, the Lord will make it happen. And I am glad to say it is happening now. And that scripture for that verse was Isaiah 60, 22. We believe that we're living in the last days. There are so many signs indicating it, so much that lines up to revelation and the predictions of what earth would see before Jesus returns, whether it's this decade or five decades from now remains to be seen. But the Lord does tell us that we as believers will know when the time is close. We are also seeing the the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the face of the earth. As of this spring, 2023, there are over 30 locations worldwide that are seeing revival, many of them on college campuses. 22 of those 30 were in the U.S. And with every outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there is an accompanying increase of prophecy, visions, and dreams, as well as signs that make people wonder. We cannot pray for a move of God without expecting an increase of the spirit with fire, that's Luke 3.16, as well as the increase of the life, light, and love of the presence of God. We also know that God always has provision to accomplish his will. We will each receive all that is needed to fulfill our assignments. And part of that provision is the Holy Spirit living, walking, breathing in our lives daily. In Galatians, it talks about that I habitually walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I listen to and am responsive to his guidance. Therefore, I will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh or the desires of the flesh. Part of those desires of the flesh are those hesitations to move out into our God callings. It's that mediocrity. It's that apathy. It's that fear even that holds us back. But the Holy Spirit has come to help propel us forward. And so Galatians 6, 9 says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So we all hear the the comments and the quotes about don't give up, just keep going. Your breakthrough comes as long as you don't give up. This is the scriptural basis for that. Don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So every one of us has a calling, an assignment, a dream of how to make this life better, to add to the kingdom of God. And he is asking you, he, the Holy Spirit, is asking you to step into it now, literally today. The simple fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that this is your time to step into the Jordan River and see the water's part in front of you. Allow your body, soul, and spirit to get excited. Let that excitement bring unity within yourself, a focus and a goal that you set your face like flint, unwavering, and you will begin to petition the courts of heaven for all that is blocking you to be revealed and removed. We are able to let go of the facades and the personas that keep us from being the genuine, authentic, Amazing people of God that He designed before the foundations of the earth. Let your gifts, talents, and abilities come out with boldness. Ask the Lord to paint upon your imagination and give you bigger and more dreams, visions, and prophecies. Call in your future to now. Request and then respectfully require more of God in your life. He is limitless, and it is said. We become like those that we hang around with. Before too long, you will think of yourself with godly self-love, and you'll dig deep into your identity in Christ. And so another scripture I want to look at tonight is Hebrews 10.23. And it says, hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promised. So if we look at that phrase, hold fast, in the Old Testament, Abraham and Sarah held fast to their dreams, both for the land the Lord promised them and finally to conceive their son, Isaac. So the phrase hold fast is taken from the Greek Greek word katecho, which is a compound of kata and echo. The first word kata carries the idea of something that comes downward. The second part of the word is the word echo, which simply means I have. And so it carries the notion of possession. So put these together. This is the picture of someone who has sought and searched for one particular thing his or her entire life after years of seeking and searching he finally finds the object of his dreams. Joyfully, he rushes forward to seize seize it and hold it tight. He wraps his arm around that object, making his very own. Finally, he can say, I have it. At long last, it is mine. When kata and echo are compounded into kateko, it literally means to embrace something tightly. Because of the word kata, we know that this is the image of someone who finds the object of his dreams and then holds it down, taking control of it, dominating it, even sitting on it if so it doesn't slip away. So my question to you is, are you committed enough to your dreams to sit on them so they don't get away? And for some of us, this sounds a little crazy, a little far-fetched, a little zealous. But when you start to get the picture from the Holy Spirit of what he wants to do in your life and through you, when you start moving from being more of a slave or a servant to being a child of God and a partner with God, you start getting these God-sized dreams. And so my, my prayer for all of this listening audience is, come Holy Spirit, inspire God-sized dreams. He doesn't want us to stay small or play small. He wants us to move into the fullness of what he has for us. And in, in scripture, it talks about, about that before earth was formed, before the foundations of the world that god designed each of us wrote out his plans for our life and wrote them in what i call our book of days so every one of you listening you have a book of days and all of god's blessings and his goodness and his faithfulness and your assignments your callings your purposes All of those things are written in your book of days. And God doesn't want this to be a mystery to you. He doesn't want it to be hidden from you. He's asking you to come up and claim it. So think about buying a a dollar scratch off lottery ticket. And all of a sudden you realize that you won a million dollars. You have to take that ticket and go claim your prize. The Holy Spirit is asking us to do the same thing. Only the lottery ticket was given to us because it was bought and purchased with the blood of Jesus on the cross. So you won a million dollar lottery ticket. You just have to step up and go claim it. You have to to say, here I am, I have this ticket, and I want all that is rightfully promised to me. I want all that is rightfully mine. And so when we talk about dreams, dreams are a little philosophical dreams are a little ethereal and so we want to take that that god-sized dream and break it down and lay out an actual plan for how to accomplish it and so there's a quote by a gentleman named greg reed that sent that goes like this a dream written down with a date becomes a goal a goal written down with steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action becomes reality. And so another saying that I love is pray then move your feet. So when we have a dream, we definitely pray into it. We bring ourselves into alignment and agreement with the Holy Spirit, but we can't stop there. You have to find the next practical step. And I will literally say, okay, Lord, what is my next step what can i literally do today and at the beginning of the show i talked about god can't steer a parked car this is where you've got to push the clutch in put it in gear and start moving forward when you take those steps and start moving forward then god can direct you when you sit and wait and doubt and think and plan and plan and think And think about getting started, you're not actually doing anything. So we want to move this into reality. And so another scripture, Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And so as a coach, as a personal empowerment coach, as a mindset coach, I work with a lot of people who had dreams 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, but they've given up on them. And so why do most people give up on their dreams and goals? They either think it's too hard. They don't have clarity. They don't get any results. And that gets really discouraging. And they don't have accountability. All of those are things that the Holy Spirit will help you with, or you can get a partner, a business partner, an accountability partner. Working with another person to help break things down makes it so much easier. And again, obviously, I'm here as a life coach, happy to work with people literally all over the world. I work with people in multiple countries. So wherever you are, and whoever you are, if you are, if you're listening to this, email me at coachlisa at C-O-A-C-H L Y S A, Coach Lisa at Lisa Belts, L-Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z Reach out to me. I do a free 30-minute consultation, and then we can decide if we want to move forward or not. But getting someone to help you with this is really a critical step. So most people give up on their dreams because it's too hard, lack clarity, lack results, and no accountability. If we don't know how to do something, we can either avoid it, or we can watch how someone else does it and learn from them. So the second step in breaking down your dream, taking that dream, laying it out into practical steps is if you don't know how to do something, either it's a skill gap or a provision gap, be willing to ask for help, be willing to fail at something new, be willing to be a beginner. And I talk about that the most amazing expert in whatever field or industry you're in, that expert also started as a rookie or a beginner if you don't start where you are you will never get started and those dreams are not going to become a reality and so when we don't know what we don't know it's hard to create the first step and so a lot of people ask me as a coach how do i even get started and so the way our brains work is we when we approach something new our brain goes back and says, what do I know from the past that might apply to this? What do I know from the past that can help me solve this problem? And so our minds loop back to the past, but this is new. You've never solved this problem before. So sometimes the past doesn't help. We need to think new. And so what's important is how we move from the old way of thinking to the new way of thinking to do that. Start with what you do know. And so I'm going to use the example of life coaching because it's what I went through. So when I first worked with a life coach 10, 11 years ago, the light bulb went off for me and I said, this is what I want to do. The, God told me, this is what I created and called you to do. So start with what you do know. I knew the gal who was leading my coaching group. So I interviewed her. I asked her, how did she get started? Where did she get training? And so I took what she shared with me and I went and literally did an internet search on um, Christian coaching and I found the Christian coach Institute. And two or three months later, I was in a 16 week coach training program. It really can happen that quickly. So start with what you do know intellectually you may know the steps but you haven't pulled them into your life yet or sometimes you know it but you're not acting on it and so start taking action now and so we talk about ridiculously small steps anything you can do that is a step forward will get you going don't feel like you have to go out and you know buy into a four-year college degree tomorrow Start thinking, start planning, start writing down your goal. Start writing down what you could see this leading into a year or two years from now. Start small if you need to, but start. And then so many people stay stuck because they don't search out what they need. Literally ask questions, ask for support. You know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that does what you want to do. It is truly three degrees of separation. You have to let people know what you're looking for so that they can help connect you. And again, I will tell you, when you start taking steps, no matter how small, connections will start opening up in front of you. God will start not only bringing dots into your life, he will start connecting the dots. I see it over and over and over in my own life as well as my coaching clients as well as the other people that i work with ask questions go ask for support google it and search it out depending on what you're wanting to do see if there's a networking group in your area that meets or if there's a support group who else is doing what you want to do and then the last really big thing is don't let ego get the best of you When we go into ego, it sounds like things or statements like, I should already know this. No, you shouldn't. Should set you up for failure and should prevent you from ever getting started. No, you shouldn't already know this. And maybe you knew it once and you just need to be reminded, don't let should keep you from moving forward. Fear of failure. And I'm going to actually say, fear of success holds as many people back as fear of failure. Fear of success looks and sounds like, if I move forward in this and it goes really well, will my family still accept me? Are they going to think that I'm being egotistical? Are they going to, you know, label me with different things? Fear of success is just as deadly for some people as fear of failure. Don't let either one of those hold you back. Same with looking foolish. What if I make a mistake? One of my favorite quotes is, When I was learning to snow ski, until you've fallen a thousand times, you can't call yourself a skier. We all make mistakes. It's how we learn. I have a baby granddaughter that's almost a year old right now, and she's just starting to learn to walk. We don't hold it against her when she stands up and and tries to stand and then has to sit back down. Don't worry about that. It is all part of growth. It is part of learning something new. Another step for you to think about is defining the purpose of your goals. Challenges will come up and fear will come up. You will always have fear, regardless of the level you're at. Even highly successful business people still have fear but the trick is using fear as your ally. Change your relationship with fear to help you create your dreams. Instead of resisting fear and fighting fear, embrace it, use it to your advantage by taking that energy that fear generates and using that to propel you forward. On my website, I have a picture that says, sometimes the fear won't go away, so you have to do it afraid normalize fear and achieve better success when you don't see fear as this big ooh ah thing it's like oh my goodness i'm afraid i can't do that shift that to say nope i see fear i feel fear i'm experiencing it but i'm going to move forward anyway it's just a normal part of this and it's fine When you set your goals, expect fear. You haven't done this before. Also think about that fear gets us out of alignment and out of congruence and can prevent or slow down what we want to achieve. Embrace the fear, but don't focus on it. What we focus on gets bigger. If you look past the fear and through the fear to your goal, And to the people you're going to serve and to the way that you're going to make your life and the lives of those around you better, it will get you past that fear. It's almost like walking through an invisible wall.